Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. What a cool <laughs> night Yay! we had. It's another Ghostly Talk alumni show. Yeah. With Which I like doing these. I do too. I love it. These were brilliant people we've had. You know, and boy, the, we have a doozy tonight for you. Well, um, we had we had Vance West back. And uh, Vance West was, I think, the first person to come on and discuss remote viewing back in the day, right? With, yeah, well, with the, I don't know if you had anyone else on before that. AD. Maybe? AD. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. Whatever. But, but moving on. Yeah. Um, <gasps> so, so, yeah. So, okay. Like. Yeah, I would put Vance West as far as like like people like favorite people I've ever met in the paranormal and ever had met through Ghostly Talk yeah. is like top five. I mean, I really love this guy all around. Um, you know, he's one of the few people we met a lot of people on the road and stuff like that, yeah. and we discussed that briefly. Which you're about to hear, uh, we have to meet Vance in his native state in Florida. He came out and visited with us, uh, and it was great to meet him there. And that was a long time ago. It was. Uh, we're a long time due to hang out with Vance again. Hopefully, this COVID thing clears up and we can start having real lives again. But Vance is really one of my favorite people in in, in not just remote, well, in the paranormal as far as a person too. He's a brilliant guy all around, and I was so so excited when he agreed to finally come on here and have a conversation with us, which well, was Well, and he's, he's bringing back, like, his website, vancewest.com, well, his he, remote uh, viewing training. Originally, it was trinityscience.com, yeah. and he, he just... And he took a little break, and yeah. he's back. Well, kind of like us. He's back. Kind of like us. I don't feel like we've taken a break now. We've been at this for a while now. Since 2016. So it's been like four years. Yeah. So yeah, we started in June or July or whatever. No. No, it, no, I think we're just shy of four years of being back on Something doing this like thing. Something like that. But Vance, I'm just super excited. I was super happy that we were able to do this with Vance and, and have a conversation with Vance again. It's been way too yeah. long. Yeah, and he, Vance has been doing remote viewing for a long time. Oh, like he, he first heard of it in 1998. I'm looking at his bio right now. Ooh. And it's a huge bio, so I'm like, I will pick and choose. And uh, All the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, I'll just pull random things out that yeah. make no sense. Uh, anyway, but he, so he's been doing it a long time. He's not new to this and he studied under Ed Dames. Yes. And anyone who knows the remote viewing history has heard the name Major Ed Dames. He's the, he's the man. So, uh, so he's had a long, long time training in this. And so we're just happy to have him back on. We caught up. We're going to have him back for sure because we, I, I will say it, we've toyed with the idea of having and maybe doing another remote viewing open, open project. Open remote viewing project. For people that want to experience it, give it a shot. Uh, let's, I, well, I will say this, that remote viewing courses are very, very, very expensive. They're not cheap. I've looked at them. Yeah. I now, get all giddy after doing something. And I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up with a course. And then I go and it's like, they want 600 or or $1,000. I'm like, nah. So it's fun to just get your feet wet, get a little instruction, and then get some feedback, yeah, nothing, too. Yeah, nothing's in the can yet. But no, what I can no. say, and I, I think I said it in, you know, in, in the show here tonight a couple times, go back to the archives. We don't talk about our archives that much, but we have a full, the, the Ghostly Talk archives. How do you say that? With I don't know. I chamber feel, music behind yeah, you? Yeah, like that. yeah. I feel like the all of a sudden I hear talk like, archives. like a little Bach behind there. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Go back to our do, archives, do, 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 search it out. Vance do, 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 West is... <laughs> I'm, I'm doing your music. Okay. Go back to our... Keep going. Keep, a little quieter. Okay, that's good. Go back to our archives and search out Vance West in the Ghostly Talk archives. Is that good? The Ghostly Talk 
<laughs> archives. archives. No, he's he's all over the place in there, and then in the uh, the ghostly talk archives. archives, you can find Vance in there all over the place doing where we did the open remote viewing project, right? Yeah. Um, so check that out. And uh, I think there's the original. I think the original files are still attached to that too with the. <sighs> No, Prod- no, they're not. Okay, which that would be, you know, that would be. No one can see my artwork. I know we still have all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything we can't. We have get everything. Rid of anything. So what I may do for fun is look that up. I may because I think I kept all those original, you know, all the the gallery stuff that we had, and all them pictures, and I'll kind of line that, try to line that up, and. Attach that. Just make some links to some some files to pull down or whatever. Well, I'll figure something out in the Ghostly Talk archives. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But check those out because that will give you a good idea of what we did back in like 2004 and stuff like that with Vance. Um, and if, if it is something you'd be interested in participating in, take the yeah. time to send us an email and just let us know. Yeah, cause, because I mean, nothing's if, in the can yet, no, but it would be interesting to do. But it would be nice to have an idea of like more than one person. That's myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can go harvest people for this project, but yeah. I'd like people willingly to submit themselves for a remote viewing project. Because, We'd like to thank Vance for taking yeah. the time to talk to us. This was a really wonderful reunion we had with Vance. Enjoy our conversation with Mr. Vance West. Why, Amber? Why? Because Vance West is here. Oh, my God, Vance. The mighty, the great and powerful Vance West. <laughs> it's been a thousand years. It has literally, it, it feels like it's been a, a thousand years. Vance, I think the last time we saw you, because we, we hung out yeah. uh, down at Madeira Beach. Yeah. And I thought it was either 2007 or 2008, and my memory's foggy from back then. I, I, I don't know which year it was. Well, let's, let's say it was 2008 <laughs> we hung out. Um that yeah, that was I think that was the last time we actually talked, wasn't it? Yeah, that that was. Um, I think it was actually two thousand seven. Was it seven? And it, yeah, and the only reason I know that date, and this is horrible for me to say, is <laughs> that in two thousand seven I had gone through a relationship breakup, uh, and it was it was before that happened. <laughs> so it was sometime in two thousand seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had to, I think that was uh yeah, that was a trip we were at the uh, we were at the condo, right? Yeah, 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 with our friends got a condo over there and followed them and I will never go to Florida in the summer again. Well, you didn't have a good time. It was no. uh, nice and swampy and no. you got beautiful beaches and oh, that no. was my Fly, first that was my flying first. insects that go at your head and <laughs> we we the, it was the temperature that I was not ready for that kind of humidity. I, I've never experienced that in Michigan. I, I whine yeah. in Michigan when it gets hot and humid, and we're like, "Oh God, it's 85 and it's humid, and we can't handle this." And you know, <laughs> and then I get I got to Florida, and it was like a whole other level of of humid. Yeah, it, that oh. was, that was a rough trip for for me, especially. Um, 
the the condo when we hung out with you at the condo that was like the cool part yeah and then we decided to fuck the whole trip up and go to go to Disney no right? that, was a, that was awesome no that was like no it was horrible it was horrible no no I hated you no. I hated you for a couple of days there that's I mean, because I, you I were horribly like you. unfit had the wrong shoes and underwear on I and weren't ready for my commando style assault on every single park in two days those those are all true statements yes wow. I was. I, and I, you know what? I'll, full transparency here. This is what the real problem was because because you'll get a kick out of this, Vance. The real problem was is yeah, I was horribly out of shape and I was wearing Vans tennis shoes, yeah. which were like oh. the worst thing no. at the time. You know, I was not in good shape at the time, and uh, those shoes are not conducive to twelve to fourteen hours of straight walking all day. And, well, as as Amber said, her commando style of looking around. <laughs> Disney or whatever, right? And when you're when you're horribly out of shape and you're walking all the, like all day long like that, what it happens? I think it happens with what happens with ladies too is you start to chafe. I guess that's what the word is. The word is chafing, right? And I don't want to get too much of a TMI, but I think you know what I'm talking about, Vance. And by the end of that thing, when we finally got to the car. It was like every step I made for like the last 20 minutes of that trip before we got to the car no. felt like it was the last step I was going to ever be able to take ever again. No. It hurt so no. bad. The worst moment was when I had my glory moment of going over to the bakery in oh, France. Oh, I was miserable. I wanted to kill and you. And you just go and sulk in a corner, like scaring children, glaring at them. And yeah. I bring you pastries. And it's like, I think if you could have, you would have just taken your arm and like thrown them. <laughs> On the floor, like in a violent manner, because like even the p- sight of pastries didn't excite you. So I like ate all four pastries in front of you, and you just brooded. Yeah, I I was Ugh. not having fun. I was not having fun. So we should just stay at the condo. That was that was a moral. Yeah, I guess story. we should have just hung out with Vance the entire. time. We should have just hung out with you the whole time, Vance, because yeah, it- yeah. The the whole trick with Florida is you you just do not want to go to a park during the July August no. time no. frame. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. It was it was so hot. And yeah, it was just, it was a mess. The whole thing was a total mess. Um, but it was good to see you. It, we actually, you know, you I mean, we've met a handful of people who've been on the show and stuff like that. And you were one of those dudes that we really, really wanted to make the effort and hang out with. And I'm glad we did. Because uh, we had a lot of talks back in the old days of the show. Uh, and I think you were like, uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I, his name may come up here and I'm not really excited about it, but hey, history is history. Weren't we introduced to you by Aaron, or let's, or I should I say, AD? Was it, was it, or was it the other <laughs> way around? No, no, that's correct. Um, you know, that was kind of the the reasoning for um, me getting a bit of a uh, flame under my rear, so to speak, and 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 wanting to speak a little bit about remote viewing is because um, of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, we'll leave it at that. I'm, I, it was just, and that just came to me like, how do we actually meet back in the day? And I, and I thought that was how we were, we were, we were introduced was through AD, right? Right. So, absolutely. Um, which I'm glad we did, right? I mean, because um, we had a million cool, exp- we used to do, and what we did um, in the old days, and I know, Amber, I think you have a story about this too. I do. Because uh, we started doing this thing, and you can go back and listen to the shows in, in the archives if you haven't. And they were this thing called the Open Remote Viewing Project, if I remember that, if that was the correct name, the o- Open Remote ORVP. Yep, that was it, yeah. ORVP. And um, 
this was something that you ran basically you ran that you'd come on the show and we we did the we did these and, and you know the terminology is still it's been a long time for me um it was a double blind experiment we did if i'm correct if i if i'm correct right yeah we we tried to you know be as scientific as as possible you know to kind of replicate and reproduce yeah. you know the, the the science of remote viewing so to speak yeah um and basically with that just a bit for the people who haven't listened to this show and and hopefully you guys can go back and listen to these shows they were super interesting is that yeah people that we didn't know I, I you know and i'm trying to remember like it was a target point that would be put out there and people would just more or less remote remote view these things and then they would send their uh their feedback or their results into you or us, if I remember correctly, back in the day, uh, right. and we would talk about them on the air. We put them up on the website and all that cool stuff. Now, but I, I want to ask you this because with all the exp- the exposure I've had to this, I I really need to ask this question. And I think you know, even even we've even though we've talked about this a lot in the past here, some people may not be familiar with this, right? Of the mm-hmm. idea of what remote viewing is. Okay, and I know it's a very broad question, right? Uh, but wh- I mean, to get people started, because I think it is one of those things. Like, well, I, you hear people say, "Well, I remote viewed that." It's like, okay, well, what the hell is remote viewing actually? Yeah, we need a, we need a little one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, could you explain that to us, fans? Sure, absolutely. I mean, it, it's something that's very easily uh, misconstrued or, or misunderstood because of the terminology. But remote viewing, in a nutshell. Um, could be explained as a modern term for uh, psi functioning or, or psychic functioning that we would normally call uh, clairvoyance or, or possibly ESP telepathy, those type of skills. Yeah. So um, remote viewing itself, um, a, as we think of remote viewing uh, in, in the scientific realm, is the faculty that allows a person or a remote viewer to perceive information about events, persons, places, things that are remote in time or space that the viewer has no pre, you know, no preconceived or, or no, uh, advanced knowledge of. Yeah. So that's, that's the idea of remote viewing. Now, there's two types of remote viewing. I, I assume there is. There's extended and controlled remote viewing. What are the yeah, differences? Exactly. In a nutshell, um, you, you could break those down in two uh, branches, I guess. Although there, there's remote viewing is such a general term. There's so many different ways of, of perceiving information that is unknown. But in the scientific community or the remote viewing that's come from the the military uh, branches, so to speak, they, they, they have two main um, types. Um, one could be called uh, controlled remote viewing, or back in the day used to be called coordinate remote viewing. Um, that's one. And then the other one is what they would call extended remote viewing. Yeah. Um, and they're drastically different. Um, controlled remote viewing, or CRV, is what we usually talk about where it's it's a very methodical approach where, you know, back in the day we used to say, you know, pen on paper and you're literally, you know, sketching, writing, um, and just jotting down 
the ideas of the perceptions that you're perceiving. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it, just very directly, bef- not even processing what you're thinking about, just literally writing down perceptions and, and, and moving along a very um, scientific process that kind of broadens your perception and as you go along and you get more perceptions that's that's controlled remote viewing mm-hmm. um, some people have used the term which is, isn't exactly correct but you know the idea of automatic writing um, yeah. it's kind of similar you know mm-hmm. it's a similar idea um, so that's controlled remote viewing and then extended remote viewing is what most people would probably initially think of as remote viewing or any sort of uh, psychic or, or psi type of uh, functioning where you know you might be lying down with drool coming out of the side of your mouth and, and you're in a very um, pre-sleep deep theta meditative state and you're kind of having these yeah, not dreamlike but you're having interaction or you're, you're, you're striving to um, have a very meditative type of state of, uh, of experience with, with the target site. And then, you know, uh, afterwards kind of jotting down your perception. So those, those are the two main types um, that we think of as remote viewing. So controlled is more real time and extended is more um, after the fact, I guess you could say. Like, you, you know, you, you see it and then you write down your, 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 your impressions, right? Yeah. It's, it's best to think of it as, as a very deep meditative state, extended remote viewing, where it's just that I, I think everyone has probably experienced this um, at some point where you're just in that, that state right before you fall into deep sleep. You know, you're not quite asleep, but you're kind of asleep. And, you know, sometimes uh, interesting things happen. Um, the, the, the challenge of extended remote viewing is just that it's very hard to control um it's very easy to obviously uh, slip right into sleep whereas uh controlled remote viewing you know you're sitting at a disc uh disc uh, sitting at a desk um with paper or tablet or whatever you're using to get your your ideas down and you're you know you're awake you're 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 in the moment and you're just you know, writing down your perceptions. So yeah. Now I mentioned uh, a minute ago that you know in the old in the old days of the show we had you on a bunch of times and we did this mm-hmm. thing called the Open Remote Viewing Project, right? Uh, and I remember doing that with you um, and us having, a, as I said, a population of people that we didn't know. I mean, and that's and I and I know I want to talk about this more because I think it was a double blind uh, experiment we did um, where I don't even think you knew what what the target was if i'm correct am i correct on that yeah that's correct um you know you can set these up in so many different ways uh depending on you know uh the situation and the resources and everything else but what we did is what we you know exactly what you described it was a double blind experiment and what we mean by double blind is uh i didn't know the target you didn't know the target the remote viewers didn't know the target. Everyone was completely blind. I had another person parlay to another person to create the target. So there was there was always a buffer mm-hmm. between people. So there was no way um, to know what the target was because that's you know that's one of the scientific aspects of it when when you're talking about um, publishing science you know scientific papers or, or verifying uh, the validity of, of this type of functioning is. You know, if if I know what the target is, and I say, "Hey, Scott, uh, you know, 
why don't you go ahead tonight and remote view this missing person target? Well, yeah. I've already front-loaded you, as you, as I would say, with information, right? You, you know, oh, okay, it's a missing person, right? So I'll, I'll scribble a dead person or something. You know, so it, <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's that type of thing where, you know, any piece of information that you release is front-loading or disclosing information to the remote viewer. So from a scientific perspective, you want to have as many barriers or buffers. So that, that's, that's not a, you know, not an issue. You know, it's fine. It's funny looking, looking at this, you know, all these years later again with different eyes a little bit, because what you just said was very profound, that idea, because I, I say that all the time to people when it comes to, um, you know, like we talk about EVP and stuff like that. I know you're familiar with EVP and stuff, right? Jeff? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I always tell people like, okay, um, I don't want to front load you with anything. I just want you to listen. If, you know, if it's a, if I'm presenting something to somebody, I don't want to front load them with anything. I just say, listen to the audio, right? Or I've said we've I've been a part of these experiments before, where we've taken people to a location that's supposedly haunted, and I say that in quotes, right? And on the way there, we've we've told them stories about the place. You know, like they're a double murder, and then the guy that committed the murder, he committed suicide. Or scary, right? Um, <laughs> and that's front loading. That's simply front loading, yes. right? It's creating an impression, and when you do that to someone, the mind just goes to work and it starts to create those impressions. And that's exactly what it's the same idea, but in a different setting, I think. And I find that fascinating because it's the same exact thing. Because you just said that. Well, I want you to remote view this missing person. Well, yeah, the first thing people are going to think of usually is, oh, they're dead. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's the. It, it's absolutely the same. And and um, it, it's. You know, that being said, you know, and, and we'll probably get this, you know, into this type of uh, subject matter later on is, uh, you know, if you're doing remote viewing or, or any sort of um, uh, work uh, of this nature, um, there is going to be front loading. You can't avoid it, right? Yeah. Um, however, you know, the idea is from a, you have a, sci a scientific part which has to be done in very strict conditions to validate the science, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have what we would consider, you know, operational type work where it's unavoidable sometimes that you're front loaded. Um, however, the the hope is, and you kind of bear this out with track records and databasing um, uh, individual reviewers' uh, history of accuracy is that as as a remote viewer becomes more advanced and trained um, they're able to stay disciplined enough to work under a condition where they might have slight front loading and not you know get carried away where the brain is is obviously trying to do everything because that's how the brain works right the brain is always trying to name and guess it's always trying to put together the bits of, of data that are it's rumbling around in the brain so it's, yeah. it's unavoidable yeah i was gonna so it is a matter of compartmentalizing that front load we're talking about because that was what i was gonna say like okay when it comes to missing purses case purses missing i'm, I'm missing. missing my purse oh my god um <laughs> i'm missing purses. that could be a target too you know we could, could. Make, we could make could lots be. of money working yeah. missing purses yeah I think. what is the name of that bag that you like amber wasn't it the coach bag no, Louis Vuitton. Oh, Louis Vuitton. We can we can yes. remote view a Louis Vuitton bag. All and, right, because those are expensive, right? A little bit. Okay, so no, a missing persons case. <laughs> um, that's the first thing I thought, Vance. Was well, if you're trying to have someone remote view 
a missing person, they have to know that they're remote viewing a missing person. I mean, am I am I making sense there with that? They have to be front loaded a little bit. Am I correct? Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely correct. Um, in most cases, um, y- you try to avoid as much information, uh, much information as you can, of course. Um, however, it, yeah, it's unavoidable. Um, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, yeah. You know, I working missing persons and and having some of the relationships that that I've developed over the years, you can prevent some of it um, if you can work with uh, partners in law enforcement that are somewhat trained in, in, in how to pass you a target without telling you what it is. is. But realistically speaking, you know, obviously, um, if I get an email or, or a phone call or text from, you know, one of these individuals and I say, hey, uh, you know, we need information on this target. Well, I mean, obviously, I know where that target is coming from and the likelihood of, of what it's involving. Right. So yeah, yeah. without without them saying anything, you're being front loaded. So you still have to deal with that sort of um uh, you know, discipline and, and the structure of what you're doing. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's unavoidable, but, um, well, if, if, if I may, and if this is sure. a wrong question, just call me on it, but let's break this down a little bit here. Mm-hmm. As far, I mean, let's say a mercy, a mis- mercing, what, you gotta stop. That's a, that's that? a, that's a men's purse. It's a merce. A merce. Yeah. yeah you, it's a merce. You're missing weird. Merce. I thought you were going to say a, a mercing pissing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, so I mean, a missing persons case. Let's, I mean, if we could, let's break this down. I'm very curious to, to break this down a little bit into its pieces to see what would take place if we can, if we can even get into that, Vance. Like I said, if, I, if we can, it's fine. But so we do have that little bit of a front loading aspect. Okay, we have a person that's missing here. We want to have someone try to remote view this to locate this person, right? And let's say you're put in that position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you go through, I guess? as far as your steps are concerned as a remote viewer to try to locate this person? And again, if that's a weird question, just call me at it. I'm I, fine I don't with think that. that's weird because I, I'm kind of curious too how you how you you shed ego or something at that point of like I'd be like, oh my god, I gotta find this person. This is a missing person. This is serious. This I'm gonna is real. make so much money. Like or well, I mean, not necessarily that, but <laughs> I know. but just you. I think you get a little more invested when it's when it's a, something like that. So how do you just like let things go? Um. Well, the. The quick answer is that, if I'm being quite honest, I don't think you can. Yeah. Because um, at the end of the day, we're all humans, right? So as much as we can, you know, talk about, um, oh, I'm I'm disappointed in my structure or or, yeah. or something else. The truth is, you're a human being, and you're you can't it, you can't 100% let it go. Um, however, there are some things that, and and I think anyone who does this sort of work and it may not just be what we would consider remote viewers there's there's certainly plenty of um what we would consider psychics out there um that do this type of work and and i think their process is probably similar their their methodology or technique may be slightly different however in my case um i've been very fortunate and you know there's there's some bigger uh, cases that I've put on my website is some of the archives that I've I've put back up um, to talk about. Um, but what I would do is the local law enforcement that I worked with would, 
again, we're going back in time, right? For some of these archives, yeah, it's, yeah. it's different now. But back in the day, um, they would either call me or, or send me an email with a case number um, because I had already walked them through the part of, okay, look, I don't want you to send me the name or, or you know, the person, the age, the you know, uh, anything about the person or what we're viewing to be as vague as possible. All I need is a case number and I need you to assign whatever random case number to your, you know, your law enforcement case. Mm -hmm. That way there, there's a tie in and just send me that information. We'll go from there. Right. Um, now that being said, you know, so I start working a remote viewing session, let's say, and, you know, typically speaking, not always, but typically speaking, I'll know, pretty quickly within you know the the session what i'm dealing with am i dealing with some sort of biological life form you know is there lots of emotion at the site is is there uh or is it some sort of just location i'm i'm viewing it, you, you'll have an idea but you'll start picking up on the type of site so at that point yes your your analytical rational mind is saying okay you know I, i'm dealing with a missing person. Um, and this is where the, the discipline and structure and everything else comes into play where you have to, you have to objectify everything, right? Every thought that you have, you have to get it down on paper or on your, you know, whatever you use to remote view, you have to, you have to get rid of it. You have to, you know, exorcise the information, get it out of your head. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you do have a thought of, oh, this is what I think, or you have to acknowledge it and get rid of it and then move on. Um, and that's, that's the discipline, right, is, is staying in structure. Um, so your imagination does not get a hold of you because it will. Um, so that, you know, that's the structure discipline part of it. The, the, the other part of it is just the human emotional side of it, um, you know, because at the end of the day, after you, you know, write end on your session and you finish up, um, you're dealing with whatever residual thoughts, emotions, um, whether it's emotional or, uh, you know, of your emotions or the emotions of a biological life form or a site, um, you're dealing with those things and you have to develop a way to purge those also because, um, you know, those can be, uh, emotionally damaging, I mm -hmm. guess, is, is the best way. Um, it, it's, um, you know, it, it's like anything else. If you're dwelling in a place of, of depression or darkness, so let's say, that can, you know, that can start to uh, pull you down. So when you're dealing with, say, a missing persons, um, yeah, most, most remote viewers, I think psychics that do similar type work, they've developed a technique. And I, I have one that I've, you know, one of my teachers um, exposed me to early on when I started doing that type of work is after you're finished with your session, um, you go through and you actually look at your session work and you analytically, rationally acknowledge so your brain understands, okay, this isn't, you know, my thought, this isn't my feeling, this is the feeling of the site acknowledge it get rid of it because if you if you keep that in your your head whether you realize it or not you know consciously or subconsciously um it can't affect you 
And so you have to get rid of it. You have to purge it, right? You, mm -hmm. you have to told it's, it's um, you could think of it as a computer virus, right? If you're plugging your brain into a remote site or remote life form, um, you know, you're, you're exposing your network to, you know, weird thoughts, right? Yeah, so you, yeah. you want to make sure that you're purging those from, from your brain, so to speak. I mean, that, that's probably a long the labyrinth dialogue but no no not at all <laughs> it's it's it makes perfect sense because i mean yeah I, I mean you're exposing yourself to i mean in my opinion i mean with the with missing i like the computer missing person i cannot say the word missing i like the computer analogy yeah well it's true and and i, I have to say this real quick or i'll forget but i've no, never what? i've never heard that said about remote viewing about having sort of this residual effect from using that skill and having well, to like I, I don't i've never heard that so i find that fascinating well, I, I'm I'm glad you um, thank you yeah. one and 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 I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's um, incredibly important, right? Because especially if you're dealing with these type of cases, and, and I don't know how many remote viewers that do this at a more advanced level deal with these types of of cases. Um, however, it's incredibly important um, because there there are things that we and. I, I've, I only do this in special cases, but there, there's certain techniques that we use. Um, for example, that one is called a, a deep mind probe. Um, and it sounds like really Star Trek-ish, yeah. right? You know, but, <laughs> but the idea is um, if you're in a remote viewing session for a decent amount of time, so let's say maybe you know 45 minutes or so, where theoretically you have pretty good sight contact, and um, I'll use an example um, specifically th that I can kind of hopefully kind of get this through is um, one of the cases I, I worked years ago and I, I put some of the I didn't put all the session work up because I didn't think it was appropriate. Uh, but for <laughs> the, the Jessica Lunsford case down here in Florida, mm -hmm. um, and this was one of the first big ones that really, you know, pushed me into doing a lot more of this type of work. Um, it wasn't the first one, but it was like one that really uh, changed things. Um, one of the things I did in a later stage was a deep mind probe into an individual that was of interest in that case. Um, and I experienced things in my mind that I did not want to keep because this was obviously, you know, a uh, deranged individual. Um, and so when you come out of that session, it's like you have to acknowledge that this this isn't my thought. This is another person's thought, and you need to you need to purge it. You need to get rid of it. You need to have your mental, you know, antivirus quarantine it and mm -hmm. then eradicate it. Because um, yeah, I, I use that analogy a lot because um, I work in technology. I, Scott, I think you, you know it's like we we both have technology backgrounds yep. and. You know, remote viewing. There's all types of uh, theories on on how it works and where the information comes from. But w one analogy that I use myself personally is when we're remote viewing. Um, however, you do it, you you know, it, scientifically they talk about oh, you're connecting to a signal line, and the signal line is is to what? What is the signal line to? Well, I, I think of it as basically our you know Wi-Fi connection to the 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 big 
ether, whatever you want to call it, the big universe, so to speak. If, yeah. we're, if, if, you, if you take the idea that we're all connected at this point, right? We all have a Wi-Fi or Bluetooth connection to the rest of, to the, rest of the universe, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, so if you, if you kind of think that from that perspective and then think about, okay, I'm going to probe the deepest parts of Scott's mind you know, in, the, in this remote <laughs> session. Yeah, you don't you know, want to do that. Believe me. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're, you're, you're possibly, you know, taking yeah. a mental dipstick into something that you may not want to keep on yourself. So you, you, you want to purge that. That's an idea we've talked about a lot in the last yeah. few years is this idea of, of, of us being plugged into a greater thing. Right. And yeah, the, I think I think that that's a good analogy too. just the why, you know, we have a we have a Wi-Fi connection to the rest of yeah, the universe. Like right. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess with the proper training, if you're if you if you want to focus on that, you can get yourself into that pipeline, let's say. Right. You can you can put your mind right. into that pipeline and expose yourself to things and people. Right. Whether it's good or bad. Um, you know, it's it, one of the things you said that I thought was really profound, though. And it is, it is this purge, this idea of purging, right? Because without even remote viewing, and that's is what I thought about just in my personal life, Vance, is without even remote viewing, I've had this in the last couple of years. I, I think I've been just, I'm getting older and I'm softening up a little bit and uh, <laughs> I'm crying more nowadays. There's just things that just, you know, I, it just things bother me more, I guess, a little bit, right? Uh, and for example, like animal abuse. That's one thing that I just flip out when I hear about now. I just go, I just completely go unhinged. And I've had these situations where I've heard about something or unfortunately was exposed to something that involved that. And I found, I found myself a couple of times like going, okay, what kind of person would do that? And then I found myself analyzing that more, right? Going, what, what's going on in their mind? Right. And then I found myself peeling the onion back more going, really, what's going on in their mind? And that can get kind of scary. It really can. Because then you get I get pictures in my mind. Right. Um, and yeah, and it's the same thing, I think, Vance, where I have to tell myself these are not my thoughts. This is something else that's coming through me, possibly. Right. And I can't, I have to, and literally I have to shake it off. I physically have shaken it off. Like, oh my God, I think this uh, gross, right? Does that make sense as far as drawing some type of line with, with how remote viewing works? Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it very much can be a similar, mm -hmm. similar thing. And, and um, like say there, there's so many different ideas on, on what remote viewing or, or how it works or the mechanics behind it. And, and honestly, no one really has an answer. I guess if if we did, you know, that would be the, you know, the sixty nine million dollar question, or you know, or one well, like, billion dollar, you know, one billion dollars, billion but, um, dollars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not an exact science. Science we both we all know that. But out of all of like the paranormal sciences, this it's, is the one that the government has paid attention to that we know of the most. Yeah, that yeah, our I'm tax Stargate. dollars have paid for programs at SRI, correct, and and Project Stargate and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. and I love the fact. Did you see the movie last year that came out, uh, Third Eye Spies, Vance? I, I I did see that actually. Yeah, yes. it was a pretty good flick. Like you got yeah, no, Russell Targ yeah. and Hal Pudoff, and I didn't think it was bad. And I think if anybody's new to it, that's a great. If you're interested in the whole government side of things, it's 
kind of a good, I think, 101. Yeah. But it, it is fascinating that the government has experimented with this kind of stuff um, and the mythology and... Um, it, well, it, we've experimented with this kind of stuff together, and, and the well, results, going back to the ORVP, yeah. some of the results we got, uh, you know, we don't need to go too, too deep into this, but simply put, some of the results we got were pretty staggering compared to no, when, are, when we saw the actual target. Absolutely amazing, yeah. yeah. And most of the people, I think, doing the Ghostly Talk projects, this was a first-time thing for them. Yeah. It like, was just, I don't think anyone was an expert remote viewer. Well, that's what it was called, the Open Remote yeah, Viewing Project. It was just, something, and and I, and the thing about, what I loved about the Open Remote Viewing Project, and I, like I said, I don't want to keep riding on this thing, but what I loved about it was simply, I remember we discussed that back in the day, Vance, and I'm like, well, how, what do people have to do? And you're like, whatever the hell they want. <laughs> Let it sit down and do what you get. Like you, said, like you say, sit down, do this, or drool, whatever you want to do, Um to just get this on paper and submit it to us and see what you think, right? Um, I think that that idea was fantastic back then. So, I mean, we did good work. I think the government hopefully did good work. It seems like they did on this. And yeah, you're right, Amber. It was something that has some water behind it. I yeah, think. and I well, and I that was my first foray foray in uh, remote viewing, and I didn't even know you yet. No, you and didn't. I was just listening to the show, and I was like, I want to try this. This is gonna be cool. So I remember sitting on my bed and then trying to, you know, take Vance's advice and clear my head and just, I, we had worksheets. I had printed up my worksheets so I could write down mm -hmm. like my yep. taste and color and, and all that good oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. There was the worksheets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and, yeah. and like the, the whole, the whole process. Mm -hmm. And so I remember drawing something. I remember thinking, oh, it's like metallic. I don't know. I hear something. There's a road. Uh, there's like some kind of tall metal structure. I don't know. And then of course, when I was done, I looked at it and I was like, what well, is stupid? What'd I draw? And so yeah. I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to turn it in. And then when you guys were finally doing your show and I was listening to it at work, uh, you guys were talking about me and, I, and, and whatever number I was given, like, you yeah, know, yeah. user two. Yeah, there was no name. And I'm like, eek! I felt like a remote viewing rock star for like 15 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, I've arrived. I've, and I've arrived. So, <laughs> so you guys were talking about mine, though, because it was the image of a, a grandstand collapsing at uh, – um, uh, like a road, uh, a raceway. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, whoa! Now, well, and, the, and like you said, the answers amazing. The, the results were staggering from that. Yeah. Now we discussed missing persons cases. Um, you mentioned a minute ago, Vance, which does tie mm. in, is this idea? Well, alphanumerics and the lottery and things like that. You know, and it seems like yeah, if if you harness this kind of power, right? You could make you. It seems like you could remote view things like that, right? Such as the lottery, right? You could remote view the into the future and get numbers, I guess, for a lottery. I mean, that's just simply putting it on the table. Does that is that is that correct, Vance? Well, it, it's it's very difficult. How's that? Um, yeah. You know, well, one of the th there's there's a handful of things that remote viewing does not excel at. Um, if, if we think of the idea of remote viewing as, you know, um, perceiving, you know, persons, places, things, or events, um, yeah, and, you're, and you're, the idea of your mind existing outside of time, time doesn't exist, um, then there's no reason you cannot. However, Here's where the problems come in. Um, alphanumerics and what we think of, because this is the first question any remote viewer or psychic gets is, well, if this stuff works, you know, how come you haven't won the lottery? Um, and the reason is numbers or digits 
they that's a human construct right we we've we've created the idea of numbers and digits as as humans um and we've created them and assigned them a value so we can communicate mathematics right but the idea of a number or digit as a uh tangible thing doesn't really exist um if you're remote viewing you know a uh, cup of water or uh, a vase of flowers that's a that's a real tangible thing where where you can you can get sensations of of how it smells or the colors or how it feels and 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 all types of perceptions but a digit is is that human construct it doesn't really exist mm. so it becomes very very challenging however um what I, you know, and there's been all types of techniques to address this over the years. People do what I would, you know, we, we call associative remote viewing, where you could set up targeting where you apply um, associated targets to each digit. So, you know, the, the number zero may be the taste of mustard. The number one might be the smell of a rose. The number two might be... Um, dog poop, something, rad you know, so you, you, create an, you create an association yeah. and you kind of place the viewer in a position of, you know, remote view the feedback that I'm going to give you later tonight at 11 p.m. And so the idea is when the lottery is actually drawn and the numbers are determined, the winning numbers are the feedback that you give the remote viewer. So in theory, when they're doing the remote viewing session, their mind should go to what they're going to get as feedback and perceive the taste of mustard. So you know, oh, okay, it's going to be this digit. So that's mm -hmm. association. Um, however, what I've found, and we, we started doing this early on, um, is th there is later stages of remote viewing um, that was beginning to be developed in, in the later era of military remote viewing, you started getting into stages seven and eight where they started dealing with the idea of um, uh, uh, phonics and, and numbers and, and, and stuff of that nature um, where you could directly perceive numbers. And I've found the mind, if it truly does exist outside of time and space, um, there's no reason you can't place your mind into uh, a point in time where the lottery has been drawn. The, the challenge has become, how do you perceive that number? And what I've done over the years, and you know, we, we've had pretty good success with it, um, is creating a target queue. And it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but we actually created a target queue that creates a big three-dimensional object out of the number so it's not something abstract anymore it's something that you can actually describe as you know a round circular object yeah. or it might have a you know, that type of thing so you're actually placing yourself in front of this huge you know stonehenge monolith so to speak that's actually a digit and then describing and sketching it um mm -hmm. and that's one way of possibly tackling that type of thing um, but it's very difficult. Um, but I will say that you know the idea of uh, numerals or digits as a um, an, as a universal idea does seem to exist from a you know kind of ideogram level. Um, so 
you know, what I do is kind of like train my mind about the idea of perceiving numbers and it's 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 very hard to verbally describe but i yeah it is it is possible it's just very very tough you know alphanumerics is something that's incredibly difficult remote viewing um you know there, there's three main things alphanumerics time right time is tough if you're describing something how do you describe if it's you know 2020 or 1920 yeah, of course, you can describe the environment, the clothes, um, the styles, and everything else around, but it's hard to place it in time. So the time is a, a second thing that's very difficult to mm-hmm. uh, place in remote viewing. And the third biggie, which is you know, another one which is ironic, is um, uh, geographics or locations, right? Um, you can describe a room or you can de- describe a, a place, but where the heck is that in the entire world, yeah. right? How do you how do you place that geographically? That's a real difficult thing. Now you know there, there are techniques um, that have been developed over the years to tackle each one of those, but it's those three things are very difficult. So the question I have, and sure. by no means am I debating on this at all, but this is one thing I thought about when it comes to alphanumerics and, and lottery numbers, for example. Why couldn't you remote view? The actual, because you say that numbers are not tangible, right? So why couldn't you remote view the physical lottery ticket that has the numbers on it? You you could, um, and <laughs> yeah, you, you would you would uh, you know. And I'm not you know, I'm not I'm not, I'm not debating you here, but I'm I just no no no. I thought it's, about it's a great question because yeah. I've I've absolutely thought about that myself. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but the the yeah you know, the challenge is that. In, in my experience, um, re- and, and most people have seen remote viewing work, it's a very um, gross type. If you get one data bit of information that's decent, you're a lucky person. You know, so, so to, you know, to think that you could describe a lottery ticket down to the nuances yeah. of a digit is pretty, uh, like you would have to be, you know, one of the most amazing remote viewers yeah. remote viewers in the world because we're, we're, I, I it's it's very difficult to get that detailed um okay because, you'd be kidnapped yeah kidnapped working in a bunker for the government somewhere we're talking we're talking power user here <laughs> yeah. basically yeah all right no and yeah i mean that that would that would be like just an amazing feat you know it, it's you know it, it's been discussed because one of my early questions um when challenging the idea of you know because i was always told early on it's impossible can't be done Numbers can't be done. Impossible. Never happen. And I, I, I've never liked that type of, you know, when, when, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person when someone tells me you can't do it, I'm going to figure out a way to do it, right? So that's when I spent a lot of time trying to figure out the idea of lottery. Because um, I thought it wasn't about the lottery. Um, to me, it was more about, well, if we could develop this idea of how we could actually um, – extract numbers from a target location that would be very valuable for say hey you know what's what's some of the digits on you know a a license plate or what's some of the digits on a mailbox or a house number to try to identify a location yeah um that's what i was thinking but the 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 cool thing with the lottery is the lottery provides numerous opportunities several times a day (laughs) to to train Right. If, if, if that's what you're into, mm-hmm. um, you can sit there and, and spend, you know, a lot of time really drilling into trying to perfect a way to do this. Um, but it's very, 
very difficult, you know, because as as anyone that's done any sort of remote viewing, you re you realize like if if you draw a very grotesque looking square that turned out to be the target, that's excellent work. So <laughs> so the idea of being able to get like really detailed with a digit or a ticket is very very difficult. Yeah. 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 And that's. It the great that's a great cosmic joke on that i think because i think that's what everybody would be going for well, yeah well and, and uh, well if, if it was easy everybody would be doing it too yeah that's a thing so i just find that kind of funny um so in regards to this stuff and now i think our first meeting was in 2004 i, I think that was the <laughs> first time we had you on the show originally uh, vance um and i know for uh, for a fact here i mean i think we talked about two years ago two and a half years ago something like that I said, hey, we got Ghostly Talk going again. We'd love to have you back on. Let's have a conversation. It'd be great, It would be great to just catch up again, you know. And uh, you were like, ah, I'm not ready. <laughs> I got, you know, I'm, I'm maybe down the road. I'm not particularly ready right now. And thankfully, recently, we, re we reconnected again. And uh, it was time. That's why we're sitting here right now, right? Uh, but you kind of went dark around 2007. Am I correct on that? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's 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 a good time frame, and and because you know, it's go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say we had you on the show a handful of times and had a lot of fun, uh, and yeah, uh, I think yeah, 2007 was I think when well again we saw you that was 2007 we saw you in Florida and that was the last time I think we talked until you know the last few years and stuff like that. Yeah, you know it's it's really interesting because the. the uh, remote viewing itself and, and certainly myself, um, you know, has gone through, you know, I've gone through ups and downs with, you know, my life and, and remote viewing. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, for me, when, you know, back in the, the early two th and, and listeners have to remember, right, we're, we're talking, you know, uh, my first appearance, 2004, um, you know, some of these, uh, uh, cases that I started taking on during that time and then 2005. Um, this is a time frame, you know, pre pre YouTube before, <laughs> you know, before, you know, it's like you didn't yeah, have man. all the cool things that you had yeah. nowadays. And um, so literally, you know, people would do radio shows and, and yeah, of course you had websites and, and stuff of that nature, but you didn't have the, the social media and, and the, uh, uh, certainly the the tubes like you do nowadays um, yeah, yeah. to get this stuff out. But with myself and the idea of um, the organization that I initiated years ago, uh, Trinity Science, um, my thought back then, kind of in that pre-YouTube era, uh, was I needed to get funding somehow for Trinity Science to be able to take this to the next level. That was my that was kind of like my my passion at that point and my drive was trying to figure out how to get some sort of funding because you know it was myself and i had a couple other remote viewers that we kind of worked as a team on on some of these uh, some of these uh, things and some of the projects that we take on and my drive was to get some sort of funding to be able to take this to the next level to then get remote viewing to a point of possibly getting it to more law enforcement agencies. So um, I have a big personal interest in missing persons. That's why I've, I've been very involved in those type of things. But I've always had this idea that if you could get law enforcement agencies where they actually had trained 
remote viewers or at least access to trained remote viewers where in a very short amount of time they could be spun up in a an emergency situation that things could be different in some of these cases or 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 some of these dire situations could turn out and, and to be you know not so much recoveries but maybe you know a a live person yeah. so that that was my drive was to try to figure out how to get funding right yeah um you know so did some of these high profile cases and i've always worked behind the scenes you know i i've never never taken a cent um i've i've never you know really publicly flaunted some of the things i've been involved with because my interest is not that it's 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 hopefully helping families and um you know trying to take removing to the next level and yeah. you know i took on some of these cases and with that idea in mind of trying to get funding i was presented with an opportunity after one of these high profile cases in the middle of 2005 to be a consultant um doing remote viewing and I made a horrendous mistake of thinking that this was what this was the opportunity. Um, this was going to take what I was trying to do to the next level where I could now focus more on this as you know more of a full time thing, yeah, um, and then take it to another level. And I made a really bad decision in doing that because I realized very shortly in that the targets I was being targeted on were not targets I professionally, ethically, or morally wanted to be targeted on. Mm. Um, okay. And so without, you know, like, I, I think people can put the pieces together here probably because this is middle 2005 for a period of one year so you can kind of figure out that time frame of world uh mm -hmm. world views at that time um so i i i entered a, a one-year period of of being a consultant um and did my work honored my my contract um realized early in that it was not what i wanted to do as far as targeting and at the end of my contractual obligation um i chose not to continue um because i did not want to continue on the type of work i was that's not what i was remote viewing for yeah um and entered an incredibly incredibly difficult time that cost me not only a lot of momentum that we had built up over the years but um you know a lot of things personally because i now found myself uh, in a situation of having to defend myself legally for all types of you know blatantly ridiculous lawsuits yeah um and to make a long story short you know i had to you know luckily i was able to dial in some some favors from 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 a lawyer and uh after going back and forth i uh, was told basically to lay low yeah you know and went through like went through hell 
quite honestly. So that's the time period where the site was taken down. Um, you know, basically everything was taken offline and the best counsel I had at that time advised me to lay low and do not do anything, you know, with publicly talking about remote viewing for a period of years. Um, and, you know, again, this is during this time where things were different. Um, you didn't have public recourse like you you do now, I think. Yeah. Um, times have changed so, so drastically where, um, it, I don't know, this day and age, it's wonderful, but yet it's, 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 it's horrible at the same time, right? It's like we have so much technology at our disposal that anyone can immediately get any type of information out, which is awesome, but it can also be damaging at the same time. But at this time, you know, and this is, you know, went from 2005 to 2006, you know, and in 2006, it's like you, you didn't have that many options to kind of defend yourself against uh, people that had much more power and money than you did. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of put me down a, you know, a, a really... Well, several years of yeah. just not great stuff. Well, and given, you know, without getting into the details, I mean, yeah, I can see how, how stressful that could be. Um, and you're right. Nowadays, if something like that went down, you wouldn't have the time to take a website down. <laughs> it, it would right. information. And I find crappy information. Good information doesn't go anywhere, it seems like. Good information just kind of gets put somewhere. And if you see it, you see it it's when it comes to social media. Bad information, I guess what, and I guess that, that's, you know, that's in the eye of the beholder too. Uh, bad information, though, seems to travel like wildfire, right? Damaging right. information tam uh, will travel like wildfire. Uh, I've seen personal friends be literally destroyed overnight as a result of damaging information like that. It's scary to think what, you know, it, what's happening nowadays when you personally see it happen to someone you know and you see their reputation, their livelihood. Well, I'll just those two things alone, it's all you need. Their reputation, their livelihood be destroyed overnight. That's very scary. And people not even have the whole story. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's the problem. Is a that couple people, tweets, a couple bad reports. That's all it takes. And, Court of public opinion will destroy you. Yeah. Right? Uh, I can only imagine how different it would be now, Vance. Uh, and that, yeah, not and, and that's that's the great thing I think you know where we're at. You know, in the last few years here is it's it's an entirely different situation, um, entirely different. Um, yeah. You know, back then, uh, you know, you just seemed like you and you know I certainly tried, right? You know, but mm. however. Uh, yeah, in that situation, <laughs> you're just kind of like, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, but so what can you do, you know? Well, let's talk, you know, we've talked a lot about the past, you mm -hmm. know, because it's been a while since we talked, so that's what you do, right? But let's talk about the future a little bit. Like, what's new? Uh, what, what do we see down the road with remote viewing? Uh, because, yeah, you're right. This What, what you were discussing was pre-YouTube. It was pre-crowdfunding, pre-all these things, right? Um what is remote viewing like now with all this stuff out there? What is the landscape of, of the remote viewing thing like now? You know, it, it's, it's, it's really cool, right? Because, you know, remote viewing, as far as the, the public eye, um, you know, has been around for, 
Oh, geez. Um, as far as the you know, as far as the public, it was probably the mid '90s, right, when it started kind of like seeping out into the, you know, the the private sector and the commercial world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of, in in my opinion, it kind of went through like that first decade or so where it kind of first got out into the public, then it was a big buzz factor, and you, you went into the 2000s where, you know, hey, this is this this new thing and and you can do anything and know anything which you know is not really the case obviously <laughs> you know it's you know the the idea of remote viewing or or um sci ability is is obviously been around for you know as long as you know we've been around right you know it's 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 nothing new it's just got a new term but yeah. um you know so it went through a decade or so of this buzz type of time and and then it kind of you know like like any new thing it kind of dwindled down to you know just the people that were remote viewing nerds and um you know myself included it's like when i was in that situation where i wasn't doing anything yeah i I still remote viewed i just didn't do anything publicly and just you know shut up about things and just go about my business um but you still you know i'm a remote viewing nerd right it's like i i still remote view you know it's i still kept going my my techniques and and what I'm doing with it is is different, and I like to think it's progressed. Um, and so you get to, you know, here we are now in, in 2020, and um, it's really cool, right? You you have some really great. Um, in fact, one of the remote viewers um, that I worked with back in the the Trinity Science time that was on my team, um, Edward uh, uh, Rorden, he's his YouTube channel is quite big now, where he actually. Um, just is constantly putting up remote viewing uh, work that he does, and so you have some you have some channels that are like really doing really cool public uh, for anyone to see work. Um, Irva, uh, the International Remote Viewing Association, Irva.org. Uh, we just recently had our annual convention, and you know, obviously due to COVID, it was done virtually. Yeah. Um, so that that was, you know, that was like the uh, the first first time they've you know experienced anything like that and went really well actually but the great thing with um where Irva's heading right now for 2020 is there's a real big emphasis on uh getting younger people involved right because you have quite a bit of not only you know the original pioneers and and military viewers that are you know they're they're in their stage of life where you know they're they're retiring and they're going about the later stages of life and not necessarily out in the public eye doing it. So, um, and then you had like that second, third and fourth wave of viewers that kind of came along in the public sector that have been doing stuff. But, but you have this big gap where you don't have a lot of young people involved and, you know, for anything you need to have new people involved, you need to have more people taking up the, the torch, so to speak. And so Uh Irva, is you know in the midst of rolling out um, in a couple months here, surely a, a new revamped website to kind of like do more public projects and and get younger people involved. So that's a that's a huge, huge thing. Myself personally, um, you know my my re- re- uh, excuse me my remote viewing uh, methods has has changed substantially over the years. Where um, I think like many remote viewers that get initial training from from a instructor they they go down a path and and mine was um 
you know, kind of getting an understanding of the ideas of controlled remote viewing. However, I'm kind of different in, in a sense that even before I got invo- involved in remote viewing, I was involved in um, martial art practices that also involved a form of meditative methods that I, I didn't really realize it at the time, but it was essentially remote viewing just in a, in a different wrapper. You know, it was, it was remote viewing in a very, you know, esoteric Asian type of uh, dogmatic wrapper. Um, so I come from a background that I have one foot in this controlled remote viewing, but I also have another foot in what we would consider extended remote viewing and a very different approach to it. So I would say the last several years, like even though I still do controlled remote viewing, depending on what it is I'm remote viewing. A lot of my remote viewing work is more of a extended remote viewing methodology now because I'm finding, I think, I, I, I get better sight contact. It's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. However, when you when you are able to do it, um, you have a much more vivid, almost, it's probably not the right word, but more of an interactive experience with the target. Um, and so I've been, you know, working on developing kind of like different ways of, of enhancing that. And then on top of it, where, where do we take remote viewing next? Right. Because, you know, the, the methods themselves have, have, you know, they, they haven't really changed too much over the years. And, and there was a lot of work that, um, for example, Ingo Swan kind of had, you know, documented mm-hmm. that never really got fleshed out. And, you know, we're, we're talking kind of like later, later stages of what you can do re- with remote viewing and the idea of, um, you know, can you have more interactive experiences? Can, can you, um, get the idea of, you know, numbers and digits and, 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 and phonics and, mm-hmm. um, those types of experiences with targets. And, and, th- and that was kind of like work that was talked about, um, as future stages, but never really, never really got there. So I, you know, I, I've been kind of like as much as I can plowing down that road of trying to explore where we can go with it. Right. Because, uh, you know, anyone that looks up remote viewing can see like the established, you know, typically stages one through six, right? And then it kind of just, uh, for controlled remote viewing, stages one through six, and it just kind of drops off and that's it. And it's just like, well, okay, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what happens after What happens after that? You yeah, know, there's, yeah. there's got to be something more. And that's kind of like where where I've been focusing is, you know, where, where are we taking it? And, and then, the um, yeah. Yeah, the future, moving, moving forward. The future, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Luckily, um, you know, I have a couple ongoing projects that I'm hoping, although I'm admittedly not great at this, that I'm, I'm <laughs> going to attempt to um, do a bit more of, um, I'm, I'm not going to say real time, but, but I'm, I'm doing more video footage of what I'm doing because the difference between now and, say, 2005 is uh, we have the ability to you know, kind of take action ourselves now, right? It's like mm-hmm. um, you can literally um, say, you know, say for example, in a uh, a ghost hunt, right? It's like you can literally 
go do a ghost hunt and you have amazing technology now to get some amazing you know footage or or yeah. you know uh, voice recordings and even though that's existed in the past the technology now is is just i mean it's just constantly getting better and when it comes to remote viewing um it's like i have the ability to do that now and i also have the ability to instead of making this huge mistake which i did several years ago of thinking i needed funding um i can do it myself and that's yeah. incredibly inspiring to me, you know, because I'm in I'm in a place now in my life and 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 with you know the modern conveniences and, and technologies that we have that it's like I don't feel as though I need to get a you know any sort of funding from a celebrity or a government agency or anything else to do what I want to do. I can actually just go do it and document it. So I'm, I'm that's kind of like where, where my head's at. Well, I think a lot of people are feeling that way. And I, and it's a, it's a positive thing. It's a good thing. That's kind of what this show was. I'm proud to say our, you know, ghostly talk's been about since the, since the early days, it's like, well, we're just going to do this thing and not really worry about, you know, getting any type of backing by anybody. Right. We're just going to do this thing. It's, it's what we want to do. Right. And I think, yeah, technology has given a lot of people and, you know, it's it's very easy, as we both know, to have the bad overshadow the good. But there's a lot of good going on. There's a lot of people that are being very creative. They're being they're inspired people that are doing really cool things with the technology that we have at our hands. That's easy to get, right? Yeah. It's a, and it's a, it is a different world. Yeah, and every platform can be used for good. I mean, it, it, yeah, totally. It's not all like vile comment section. No, it isn't all. You crappy, know, you can crappy, you can put your good info stuff. out there yeah. and develop like your curate your own crowd and 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 you can be like a business of one. You don't need an army anymore. No, you don't need an army. You can you can do it. You really can. You have do all it these tools. It's great. What I want I want to close with Vance is this. Um, you as well, you're you're a dear friend. Uh, even though we don't spend a lot of time together, you're still you're a dear friend of ours. And I want to tell you that you always have an open invite to this show for whatever you want to discuss. If there's something that's on your mind, this is a this is a place that we we want you to feel welcome here anytime you want because we do love you, Vance. We think we think the world of you. And I want to thank you uh, for taking the time tonight to chat with us because this has been really 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 great talking to you again, Vance. And I, I mean that it's been really good to talk to you again. I, I appreciate it so much, and and you know, likewise, you know, it's yeah. I don't think you know a lot of your listeners realize how um, you know, kind of pioneering you guys were in this type of um, platform. Um, you know, and I, we 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 talked about this briefly before about you yeah. know how things have changed as far as. Uh, whether it's remote viewing or, or you know, the idea of ghost hunting and stuff like that and, yeah, and yeah. how things you know went crazy, right, and turned into massive commercial things. But yeah. um you know, you guys were were there at the beginning, right? And 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 certainly for me, you know, um it was a platform for me to really talk about some of the brass tacks of remote viewing and, and the validity and the science and not the yeah. you know the um you know, uh, fantasy type stuff, which is, which is great too. You know, I don't want to take that away from anyone, but the, the science of remote viewing and what it can do to help people is really, you know, my, my emphasis, but, um, yeah, thank you so much for 
you know, giving me the oh no the opportunity and platform. Yes, I, I mean that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, yeah, it's uh, again. It's been a long time since we talked, but it's good to talk to you again. And I'm glad. I'm glad you're back on this again. I really am. I'm happy. I was super excited when I saw that message from you saying, "Hey, you want you want you want to get on there and talk about something?" And I think the response was, "You have an open invite, Vance. <laughs> Anytime you want, man." Um, so yeah. it's good to see you again. And uh, yeah, VanceWest.com correct that's the website people can go to now am i correct absolutely i yeah. tried to keep it simple and that way i wouldn't forget it myself and that and that is <laughs> trinity science used to be the old site and you i think that's redirecting over there now too so if you go to trinitysciencecom it was trinity uh, that, correct uh, yeah, the, yeah yeah they both go to the same place so. redirect there so check the, of course that'll be part of the the post for the show we'll have the links and all that good stuff there vance can't thank you enough can't thank you enough man it's been a real pleasure uh likewise here and and Scott and Amber, thank you so much, and uh, I'll see you next time. Ghostly Talk!